0: Hi, I'm Natalia, I'm Gen Z. I'm Molly, a millennial.
1: This is Arnisha, I'm Generation X.
2: I'm Micah, the boomer.
1: We, we are Dame, Dame Talk. Talk. Hi, it's Arnisha, and today we're going to talk about difficult bosses. So Dames, we'll start out because I'd like us all to share an example of when we dealt with a difficult boss and then after we all share that, then let's talk about how we managed through it, how did we work through it. I think that will help um, help our audience. So I'm gonna start. I had two different situations I wanted to talk about. One was a very demanding boss. Um, And in, in that case, and I think I might've mentioned it on a prior podcast, she was just always... She was somebody that kind of looked over your shoulder all the time, which is very frustrating yeah. for me. Um, Especially I like a professional, right? Yeah. yeah. Like you know yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, she looked over your shoulder a lot, but what she did do that was very good was that she exposed me to a lot of things, and she pulled me into a lot of things. You know, we all have a lot of things to do, so time management is critical to get your, your jobs and responsibilities done, right? So for me, what was difficult with her was... She was extremely demanding. She pulled me into areas that were not under my bailiwick, okay, which means I couldn't really manage my day. And thirdly, she kind of looked over your shoulder a lot. So it was it was very frustrating. So that was one, one um, difficult boss that I had. Uh, my second difficult boss, I actually had a couple bosses like this. Um, the this the one example I want to give, I was pretty young. I was still in college and I was working over the summer and I was working for an attorney. And this attorney at the time was, truthfully, he was probably my grandfather's age. And so he was very, very old school and very disrespectful, really rude a sexist, everything you could possibly think of, this guy was. And he saw me as this little girl because I was a college kid, you know, which made it even worse because he was even more disrespectful. Um, The woman that had been working with him for years was retiring, but she had been with him for 20 something years. So she was used to him, And when I went there, she was training me as a permanent employee because I would just wanted a summer job. I didn't let them know I was a college kid. I'm like, I'm just going to make the money and then quit. <laughs> I know, I'm just going to make the money over the summer and then I'm just going to quit. So she was training me as her replacement and it was, he was impossible. He really, really was impossible. And it was literally a tangible shift in the atmosphere. And when he walked in the door, so you could feel it, you didn't even have to see him when he walked in, you just felt like the tension, the, it was such a difficult, difficult, difficult environment to work in. So those are the two examples I wanted to give anybody else who wants to go next and share what they, what they experience yeah,
2: I, I can give a couple of examples. Um, one is when I first started out, um, after graduate school. And I, it was a woman boss and she would sabotage me. Like, And I didn't realize it at the time. So she knew I came in probably 9, 10, 9, 15. I never came back like, at nine. So then there would be a meeting and I'd come to my desk and she would have left a note, like in basically her boss's boss's office, uh, come meet us. And I would be late. But she didn't tell me the day before that the meeting was happening. She would know, knowing that I probably wouldn't come in at nine. She put it on my desk and she would do little things like that to just make me look bad. And because I was just starting out, I didn't really know how to handle it. Um, so I tried to kind of stay ahead of her. But at the end of the day, it worked itself out because she was just crazy, period. So she, you know, so eventually went, it, 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 it... So anyway, we'll talk about how it worked itself out. But, but I just knew because I was new to the company. It was my first, you know, job out of B-School. I didn't want to, you know, rock the boat. And also I kind of knew I should have been in earlier. So there was that whole guilt piece of it as well. Like if I'd only come in... 10 minutes earlier, this wouldn't have happened. So you go through all of that. but and, and, and more recently I've had where someone hired me to do a marketing communications job. I have expertise in that. I've been doing it for 20 plus years, yet they didn't want to listen to me. So any advice or any strategies that I would give or or, you know, kind of what I thought we should do, they completely ignored and thought they knew better, even though this was not their expertise. And of course, things happen in, in, you know, because I know what I'm doing, it it generally didn't go as well as it could have. So I'll talk about how I handled that as well later. But yeah, those are the two incidents that kind of stick in my head.
3: Yeah, yeah. As you guys are talking, I'm thinking a lot about difficult bosses I've had over the years. And unfortunately, I feel like I've had... More than my fair share. Of- <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't think so. <laughs> so, so. Fairly new in my in my career, um, but I can think of this. It, it's A few really jump out, but one um, was actually when I worked at a restaurant, and um, one of the floor managers was just impossible to work with. Um, she it was a it was definitely a situation where she was was definitely having a little power trip on over just lording over the, the servers and bussers and the kitchen staff and, and everyone. And, um, I remember, I recall there was, there was one time and I was, uh, the, the host for, for I think a lunch, lunchtime service. It was a busy lunchtime service. Um, and this manager had such a, an air of negativity and she was so intense and, and people just were so intimidated by her that um, one of our servers, I think, uh, lied when she made a mistake. And so to cover up this mistake, she lied to the manager, which we all fully understood because this woman was so intense. She got fired in the middle of her shift. She was a single parent, had a kid at home, and Mm. had to walk out on five of her tables um, because the manager caught her. And instead of trying to understand and have a conversation, Mm. she just fired her on the spot. Um, So that was was a really uh, pretty terrifying. Manager yeah. never quite knew what was going to happen, um, and then I've had another uh, another time that sticks out is really when I had a had a boss who uh, he at first I thought we had a pretty good relationship, um, but then it almost became too much like friends, uh, so I ended up being his kind of sounding board for him complaining about the rest of the team. Oh, um, and here <laughs> That's I so am really so unprofessional is. and it put me in such an awkward position because this is my boss um, you know, I want to have a good relationship with him um, I didn't always disagree with the things he said but a lot of times <laughs> it was just it was wrong, like you don't to right. do that this, right. these, this is my team, these are the people that I'm working with every day, um, so that got to be very difficult to try to manage his childish behavior, really, mm. um, and kind of cattiness and then how to, how to deal with that. Um, and then I would say one other boss that I can mention was one who I think, you know, I was very much looking for a mentor, someone mm. to help teach me. I wanted to learn. I was trying to figure out, um, you know, how to find my way. Um, and unfortunately she just didn't really seem interested in that. I don't, I don't know to this day kind of why, but, you know, when I I think a promotion opportunity came up and I had, I asked for it and it was, I got a lot of pushback and no real guidance on, on how to, how to adjust what I was doing or how to really go for it. Um, And so we, we had a very, I don't know, just a very tense relationship and she was
1: a bit difficult. You know, James, it's interesting because just listening to us and taking notes, we've talked about bosses that are demanding, bosses that are insulting or condescending, bosses that that sabotage you, those that don't listen to you, the ones that are on power trips the ones that act childish and unprofessional, and then those that are not committed to your development. So I think we've kind of covered, I'm not going to say everything, but we've covered a lot of difficult bosses. And what I'm really interested in now is us sharing, how did you, you know, how did you cope through it? How did you cope with it? How did you manage through it? I mean, I know for me with the demanding boss um, that I had, ultimately I realized that she was a big asset because she brought me into things that were, like I said, it was outside of my bailiwick while I was frustrated because I couldn't manage my time. When it was all said and done, I learned so much from her because she was committed to making sure that I knew more. You know, I, And I didn't realize it when I was in the throes of it. In the throes of it, I was frustrated. I was like, oh my gosh, would she leave me alone? <laughs> but afterwards, you realize, wow, I learned this. I learned that. I learned... You know, so when I realized that what a lot of what she was doing was for my development while she was difficult. It, it ultimately wasn't it it was good. It ended up being it was good at the at the end of it. In terms of like insulting and condescending bosses, the two instances where I've had to deal with that frankly, the one where I was a kid, I mentioned I was a college student, I quit. <laughs> I just I I I could not I just could not deal. I, I really really couldn't. And, and truthfully the second time I quit too <laughs> as an adult I when as an adult, as a seasoned adult it I, you know, we all have different, what's it, pressure points or tension points and mm. things that might bother me, might not bother someone else, you know, because in both of those, I mentioned the woman who trained me in the first one, she had been with this guy for 20 something years. He wasn't just talking to me that way, he was uh, talking to her that 20 way. 20 plus years. Yes. So, but clearly that was not her pressure point or her tension point or her breaking point. For me, I think that we should always operate from a place of respect Mm -hmm. um, and a place of professionalism. And if that's not there, truthfully, that is the one place that I can't I have a difficult time adapting. I I really, really do. But if I would, you know, what, what I, what I realize in hindsight is that it might just be easier to find an advocate in HR and share those thoughts when someone is being insulting and condescending, because what if, you know, the place that you're planning, you're, you're working with is a great company. Should you leave? Because this, this boss is inappropriate, you know? So just in hindsight, not the first, but maybe the second job. It would have made more sense for me to just go and talk to someone in HR confidentially, explain the situation, and see if we could develop some type of action plan yeah. or game plan yeah. to help me cope instead of just quitting because I didn't want them disrespecting me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The only thing about HR is you have to be careful because they work for the organization. Like True. People think they're human resources for you but they're really for the company so you do have to have the right approach and think about what you're going to say to them before you go in like this should be something that you really strategize with either your friends or someone else you know in hr that doesn't work for the company or is someone in the company so that you're not seen as a troublemaker because Mm. if that person's been there for so long they're there for a reason Mm -hmm. right this is not the first time that they've done something so just be cautious when you how you use Your HR? So
1: you know what? That's a good point because there was another situation um, that I had completely forgotten about, and what is important? I, I had a friend that was in HR, and I went to her in as a friend, okay, and just explained what what was happening, and she shifted from being my friend to being an HR representative, mm-hmm. and she asked me, "So what are what are you actually saying is happening?" She completely shifted. Now these were things she and I talked about a bunch of things, but I did not. I saw her as a friend. Let me tell you what's happening. And she put on an HR hat and Mm -hmm. really did start to protect the company. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that's ultimately what what her job is. But in those instances, I do want to, to say that when you're going to HR, it helps if you have a great track record. Right. Yes. So you want yeah. to be an employee that is known for being easy to work with, for getting the job done, for being productive, being a great team player. You it it really helped when I finally did I did officially take it to HR, but when I finally did do that, it was easier when they were able to say, okay, your past several reviews, we saw this this is your pattern. I don't know why this is different clearly there's an issue there so it, the issue was not on did I become this bad employee overnight it became more of what type of manager is this if she has been performing this way for the past six years and now all of a sudden her performance is, is, is something that's questionable so it helps when you are a just a good employee do your job you know do your job and don't be a slacker go above and beyond um, so that when people are talking about you they're saying nice things Favorable right. things about your performance. Right. Okay. So any other feedback of how you dealt with, how you how did you deal with your, your difficult bosses?
0: Um, well, this isn't a personal story, but it is a real story. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. it happens to too many women too often. But a friend of mine, um, she didn't work for a corporation or anything. It was more of like a summer job. Um, but these people work with patrons. So every day they're working with people. Um, she loves her job. She's been there for a very long time. She didn't plan on quitting anytime soon. Um, and one of the managers was, was a new person, um, easily, uh, got along with people, very friendly. Everyone really like resonated with him. Like everyone liked him. Um, there, there was no like warning signs or anything like that of something wrong happening or something that just shouldn't have happened um, until it was completely out of the blue. Um, my friend, just having a harmless conversation with this individual, her boss, um, someone who has higher power over yeah. her, basically. Um, unfortunately, he took that advantage of that higher power and um, made some incredibly lewd comments that I... Do not think I should share anytime mm-hmm. soon. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is a family show. Exactly. Um, <laughs> it's, G, it's G, T, <laughs> G. But um, it upset her. It upset mm-hmm. her so much. Like if if someone said those things to me, I I wouldn't even. I don't think I could go on the day with like being with that person at my place of work. I wouldn't be able to focus. Mm. Um. So instead of her being crippled by that kind of fear, I guess, of this person that has a higher power over her, she went above him and went to her boss's boss and reported him. Um, Which Uh I know, unfortunately, is not the case for a lot of people. There might be difficult HR Mm. representatives, or there might be, you know, not like to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but people working against a person in a company. Mm. Um, So, fortunately, she was able to report it, and he has since been terminated. So he does not work there anymore. That's good. And she still gets to work with her friends. Um, She still is in an environment that feels like home to her. Good. Um, So I just wanted to share that because I know, unfortunately, a lot of women can probably relate to that story. And I know a lot of them feel trapped in their current situation or others feel empowered because they were able to do the same thing. But Mm -hmm. if you are in a position where you won't be penalized for speaking up a hundred percent do it because that not only affects you that affects people that could yeah other people in the same workspace that could like be affected by that person absolutely and their behavior. absolutely
1: so, i mean that's the whole me too movement right yeah exactly. i feel like that's things the are entire changing because of it. yes
2: yeah. the whole me too movement Co- companies take it a lot more seriously yeah. than they now ever they have do, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, and then, yeah, and I would
3: just, not that this is related to sexual harassment, but mm-hmm. this idea of, like, speaking up, that's yeah. mm-hmm. how, at least in my my moments of difficult bosses where I've tried to do that, mm-hmm. um, sometimes it's worked out, sometimes it hasn't, um, and the the restaurant manager example I gave, we didn't really do anything, because, you know, a restaurant is an environment right. where you don't have an HR department, there's nobody <laughs> yeah. you can go to, right, there were a couple right. other managers, right. but, like, uh, they didn't really oh, care. Right, you know? right, right. So I, that I think is a really difficult place. And especially if you're dealing with something, you know, this was, this was a situation where she was using her power um, to really just make it a, a very terrifying at times and just a very negative environment. But mm-hmm. sometimes you, don't have much of a recourse except to quit. So like yeah,
2: uh, yeah. quitting
3: is sometimes the right thing to do. Yeah. Or
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, for me, that was a, a summer job, so the summer came to an end. <laughs> <laughs> you saw the light again. And you said, thank God, i yeah, have to come yeah, back yeah. here, right? And yeah. <laughs> other times for the, the, the manager I had who, you know, was just starting to get, again, really negative, but talking about, you know, a lot of my coworkers and, and just being really disrespectful um, towards all of them, Uh, I confronted him, confronted him about it. Um, You know, I let him know that, you know, this has been going on. I feel really, I'm starting to feel really uncomfortable about it. These are my coworkers I work with every day. You know, if you are having a problem with some of the people on your team, because he was also their boss, um, you know, you should speak with them, um, you know, help them to improve and and all of that. Um, And he had a very, really childish reaction. He kind of shut down and was basically just like, well, I thought we had this kind of relationship where I could tell you these things. So, all right, and that was that was it. Um, wow. Shortly thereafter, he ended up looking for other employment. Um, mm-hmm. But it was it was a moment where you know I'm really glad and really proud of myself that I said something directly to him mm-hmm. um, and tried to take control of that relationship a little bit and just kind of my role in it as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but you know, it did not did not go as well as. right Mm -hmm. um and then in other cases i've tried to go to you know my boss's boss to you know tell them let them know like you know i'm having some challenges can you can you help me out um which i think is somewhat worked and somewhat hasn't um in this particular case with a boss who i felt like just wasn't really invested in in helping me learn and kind of figuring those out it often came across as uh I felt like she thought that I was incompetent <laughs> with okay. my job or didn't appreciate the, the work that I was doing. And I was, I was trying to express that, you know, if you are unhappy with the work I'm doing, then help me do better. Mm. Like, what can I improve on? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't actually until I ended up leaving that I discovered that, oh, she actually thought I was doing pretty good work the whole time.
1: <laughs> <It's>, which is, <laughs> we is terrible. we didn't
3: right. have that line of communication. Yeah. yeah. So I think that is a moment where I, I could have, I think, sooner... Approached her directly and tried to repair that relationship and figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I kind of waited to till it was a little bit
2: too late. And by that point, I was already, you know, decided I, it's time to go. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: But I also think sometimes when you have a difficult boss, it helps you to be a better manager yourself, mm-hmm. right? Because you're like, okay, I don't like this. Yeah. So this is what okay. I'm going to do differently. Or you can, you know, so sometimes difficult bosses help you develop yourself. yes um, as painful as it is, um, that's how we should really look at it you know, and and not make the same mistakes that your bad boss did. Mm-hmm. In, um, but sometimes also, I think if you really like what the company or the brand or the you know the, the overall people that you work with, not to let that bad boss force you out, and I think yeah, that's you know, what I did. I did, think I did that. Yeah, but I think you brought up a good point because sometimes you can, if you have the patience, um, you can wait it out, and they'll that they'll. If you're in a big organization, they usually reorganize. That's true. Um, usually, they move people around, or if the boss is really crazy, like I've had in those situations, other people start to see it, mm-hmm. and you may not realize it, but they're taking notes. So sometimes if you're very professional and you take the higher ground mm-hmm. in that situation, then you'll end up on top, so to speak, when it's all said and done and, and when they end up either getting moved out or moved to another area. So, mm-hmm. you know, just try to be patient if you can and stay professional. At the end of the day, that's what you need to do regardless of what you decide, whether you quit, whether you stay just stay a professional. Don't let that person um, make you do things or say things you might regret later.
3: And I think that that's such a good point, too, about, like, you know, don't let that one boss kind of drive you out or kind of make your work less. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I've certainly had times where I felt like also, you know, my boss was not pulling their weight. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I mean yeah. that's a common, Ooh, that's right. you know, yeah. difficult boss yes. scenario where yes. you feel like you're doing the job that they are supposed to be doing um and i that, that is so frustrating but then yeah. at the end of the day at least for me when i've run into those those situations yes it's been incredibly frustrating um but at the same time i can look and say well look at all these things that i have now that's accomplished. right
1: that's right that you know I might have made- had a, a <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
3: exactly
1: exactly stuff. that's right i want to be able to point it yeah all those that's things. right so that's
3: right like, trying to find some kind of silver lining in that too. Yeah. Even if it's a situation where, you know, you can't stay in it, you got to leave, you got to, you know, do whatever. Um at least try to take advantage of what that is really meaning
2: and yeah. your your work. And then also recognize that women are going to be more emotional, take it more personally than that's men. That's a good point. I mean, like that's them. the reality of it. That's because yeah. because men don't have difficult bosses. I mean, I have a friend, he's had one difficult boss after another and he just rolls right off his back. Like, it's just like, okay, whatever. It is what it is. And he goes to work, he deals with it. And I'm like, how can you do that? You know? Mm -hmm. But for him, it's like, I like the job. I want to keep working. I'm making good money. I'm not going to let this person affect me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so we also have to recognize how we deal with difficult bosses compared to men. Right. And I think that also plays a role in how HR looks at it too when you yeah, approach yeah. them, unfortunately. So there's a balance there. I don't know. What do you guys think about women versus men and how they deal with
1: it. You know, I, I completely agree. And I one of the things I struggled with at the company where I mentioned, um, where I did talk to my friend who was in HR, um, I realized during that whole time how much my career identified who I felt I was. Mm. So when I had a boss that wasn't giving me glowing results, it made me question myself. Yeah. So yeah. I, as opposed to looking at him first, yeah. I really looked at myself first. And it was a tough, tough time for me. And I, I struggled with... Um, just insecurities and doubts that maybe I'm not as good, you know, yeah. maybe I'm just not as good. And, and I would bet honestly that most men would not deal with that. I'm not saying that they don't feel the same level of, you know, Hey, the insecurity for a moment, right. but I, because they are grounded in something that's different, I I would bet that they just don't struggle with their identity as much as I did when I felt that my boss wasn't wasn't being wasn't being fair yeah. and was questioning my ability to get to get things done. So it was it was it was a lot of soul searching and I realized that a big part of how I identified myself was as a marketing professional. So if you're telling me that I'm not a good marketing professional, then I took it personally. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really did. I couldn't I struggle with separating, you know, separating the two. So, but since then, I hope I've gotten better at that. You know, marketing is what I do. It's not who I am, you know? Uh, And I think that men might be better at separating that. You know, this is what I do, but who I am is this. And I think that we try to juggle so many different things that what we do becomes such an integral part of how we see ourselves that it just becomes a, you know, becomes a really big, challenge when things aren't going well in the workplace at least they, it did not for me it was a struggle yeah, it was Charlie, I
3: think I had a I had a, a period of time where I realized there was a specific angle that I could get behind my computer screen where no one else could see me and I would just cry
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Molly. Oh. Yeah, I think I was doing that two or
3: three times a week and oh, then I was like okay. Well, I guess I should probably leave this job.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. So, it's
3: like, so frustrating. Yeah. So frustrated. it's and,
1: overwhelming.
3: And, and yeah. And I think for me it was just like so one, the good news is, is that was, you know, my low point. And right. I know yeah. now yeah. how to avoid that. So yes. like, I yes. know that like, you know, I need to have the conversation sooner. Mm-hmm. I'm generally generally someone who likes to have direct conversations, like to be blunt they're scary. I still get very, yes. very scared, like, which is okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's okay to be scared about doing something and still do it anyway. Um, so I, now, now I, I recognize that that's, a, that's a low point. Obviously nobody wants to be crying in their no. office. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's right.
1: That's right. Um,
3: so I think, uh, figuring out what those warning signs are and just kind of trying to make it a little less personal, Yeah. you mm-hmm. know, in those moments and then figure out just taking a deep breath and like, Thinking through for me, it helps to think through the steps of like, okay, mm-hmm. this is what's going on. What do I need to do mm-hmm. to manage it? Mm-hmm. Maybe not even fix it because a lot of these are just personality that's issues. You're right. so always going to have that's the a good point. You mm-hmm. can't always fix. That's you. right. Yeah. People are going to okay. have different communication styles, yeah. different personalities. People have bad days. There's other personal things going on. So I think just figuring out how I can manage the situation just for myself. Mm-hmm. So if that involves you know, I'm just not going to read emails from this particular person for the next two hours because right. <laughs> I need to take a time out. Yeah. Um, if it's, you know, physically getting up, going on a short walk, if it's, you know, doing something like that, but like figuring out what those steps are that you can take to, to manage your reactions to the situation and how you can, how you are also a player and
2: then what you can do yeah that's good that's, that's, really, that's, that's really good breathe that's that's yeah breathing really does make it a does. difference that's, which is it why does. they tell you to meditate mm-hmm. but even if you don't meditate just deep breathing yes all of a sudden your heart rate goes down yes. that knot in your stomach starts to yes. ease yes i'm like okay breathing really works you're right you're so right so oh if goodness. that that's that's the minimum you need to do then at least try to do that
1: yeah it'll take you down a, a notch or two right right, right. And yeah, you anxiety can do that anywhere level. yeah that's right <laughs> yeah. and nobody will know nobody yeah. will know yeah um, the, you know, the only other thing we talked about a lot of different things. The only other thing I think does help when dealing with a difficult boss is to try to put yourself in your boss's shoes. Now I know that that's a that's not an easy thing. <laughs> I know <laughs> it's not easy. Um, but often, you know, like the they, like the saying says, "Hurt people, hurt people." Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. That I think that if your boss is in a really trying or difficult situation, they oftentimes can't help but to pass that on to the people who report into them. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it helps to take a step back and to really empathize with your boss's situation and try to help them. Right. So if it's a let's say that your boss is under a lot of pressure to get something done in a in two within a two week time frame, something that, you, you know, because you know enough about it would take four weeks to do. Of course, the boss is going to be completely stressed out and might not come to you to ask. Right. Might feel a little uncomfortable. I think in those situations that even when the, your boss is being short and being challenging and not being as supportive, that that might be the time that you go in and say, look, I know you have this project. Is there any way I can help What that does is that it shows your boss that you are supportive, that you're a team player, that um, you're willing to go above and beyond what your responsibilities are. So it actually works in your favor. Uh, It does kind of put you out there a little bit. You know, it might push you outside of your comfort zone, but that's okay. Because if your boss ends up being in a place where you're helping him or her say anything favorable about you, even if it's a challenging boss, it ends up working best for you. So... Just in in summary, I think we've all kind of said a few different things. Um, I think take the high road was a great one to say, Micah. Being patient again, that was really good. Stay professional, and Molly. What I took from you is you and um you and Natalia was speak up. You know, yes. speak up. And it's important to give very explicit explicit examples of of what you're experiencing. I honestly, as I think about it, and thinking about it as a boss, what I appreciate is if somebody has an issue with a way that the way that I'm managing them, that they come to me first. Mm-hmm. I'd rather you come to me than to go to my boss. That's just sitting on the boss yes, side, on the boss key. side yeah. of, of the table. You yeah. know, I'd rather um you come to me and say, look, I've noticed A, B, C, and D, let's talk this through, as opposed to my boss coming in and saying, so and so came to me about you. You know, just just thinking about it from the other side of the table. I think that it also establishes more of a dialogue and it makes the your boss realized, wow, I- I unintentionally, you know, did these things mm-hmm. um, that made this employee either feel uncomfortable or feel inadequate in any way, you know, or or not where they weren't performing at the level that they should be. So I, I think that you start the dialogue with your boss, you know, with the person that is, that, that's challenging. I think that that will help your relationship as you move forward. I, I also, you mentioned something, Molly, about figuring out the steps. I think developing an action plan is very important in these situations. Situations and it doesn't have to be something that you formalize to share with anyone. It just needs to be something that you're clear about. So if these are the steps that you want to take, I'm going to start by. Taking, taking notes, making sure I document things, I'm on top of it. Once I have, let's say, five examples, then I'm, too, going to go in and sit down and have a conversation with my boss. If the conversation goes in this direction, then I'll do this. If it goes in that direction, then I'll do that. But what it forces us to do, it forces you to have an action plan so that you start feeling a little bit more in control of your situation, right? Mm-hmm. Because part of having a difficult boss is that you kind of feel like it's not. there's nothing you can do. Yeah, you know, when you feel you Useless, right. It, not useless. When you feel hopeless and out of control, that's when you kind of feel your lowest. So if you feel like somewhere or another you can control your situation, you know, I think it, I think it helps. And I just want to end on one more thing that that you said, Molly, when you said find a silver lining, right? In most situations in life, even when they're the most challenging, there's a silver silver lining. And especially it's work, right? It's your boss. It's not your husband, it's not your wife, it's not your significant other, okay. right? It's not somebody that you have to spend the rest of your life with. It, it really isn't. So if you should find a silver lining in that situation and then just put the whole thing into um, into context of your into the context of your life, not just not just work. So.
2: That's great. Yeah. Do you,
1: any, any other comments, names? You think we kind of covered this? We helped our I, listeners today? I, I
2: hope so. And I hope you, ha- you don't have to experience this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's my this. hope. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah I know. And don't quit like I did. Yeah. Don't, don't leave a good
1: job <laughs> <laughs> because of somebody, somebody else. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, email us at Dametalk4 at gmail.com. That's Dametalk and the number four at gmail. To learn more about us and these topics, check out our website at Dametalkpodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. This is dame Talk. We don't know everything, but we know enough.